You know, God will ask you for your Isaac. Did you get that? Isaac was the most precious thing to Abraham. I mean, ask me for my, I got money, I got gold, I got goats, I got sheep, I got camels, I got servants. You know, what do you want? Isaac. Oh, God. <laughs> Not Isaac. God will ask you for your Isaac on occasions. But just know this, God will never steal anything from you. If he ever asks you for anything, give it quickly. Because the bigger he asks for, the bigger he's planning on blessing you. Do you understand that? God never just takes something away from you and leaves it at that. Anything you give to him, you are sowing. You are investing. And it will come back to you many fold. Can you say amen? But in any area that you want to reap, you need to sow in that area. And as you sow in that area, it's going to come back to you in that area. And when, I, when I'm, I'm talking about overcoming selfishness and stinginess, be free with it. Because there's a lot more where that came from. Right? Yes. Just get free with it. Don't, don't think, well, I, that's, that's my new whatever. I, I can't give that. That's exactly what you ought to give away. If God deals with you, just don't even think about it. Now, I'll tell you, I, I've been that way for some years. If All i got to do is make sure that there's the Lord dealing with me. Sometimes I'll take a little extra time to check that out and make sure. But when I know that, it's gone. It's gone. It's as good as gone. When I know that, I don't even look at it as mine anymore. It's gone. I know uh, uh, something the Lord blessed me uh, with just, what, about a year or so ago or more. The Lord taught me something on this too and stirred me up about it. We were in Central America. Oh, it's been several years ago now. And we happened to have during the course of our visit, we had a visit and a meal with some local people there. And they were very gracious to us and fixed us a nice meal, took us into their home, treated us nice for the evening. But we didn't, we don't speak Spanish. And, and so it was, you know, all through an interpreter. But I had on a watch. It looked kind of like this watch I got on now. But it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't real. It was, what you, what'd you tell me it was worth, maybe, that watch? Huh? A hundred dollars, maybe. But it wasn't a bad looking little watch. But at that time, it was one of the best watches I, it's the best watch I'd ever had. And this guy looked at it a couple of times, made a comment about it. Now he wasn't pulling on me to give me his watch, give, give him my watch. But I felt impressed to give it to him. I checked my heart several times over the course of the evening while we ate and talked and everything. And to, when we got ready to go, I just pulled it off. I said, uh, I said, I want to give this to you. He, uh, he looked at me like, uh, no, no, no. I said, yeah, yeah, just take it. Told him through the interpreter, take it. He was blessed. And I didn't think much about it. But then, uh, what's well, a year or two now, a couple of years or so ago now, I was sitting, having lunch, having a, a meal with, with some people. And the guy sitting right beside me, he looked at me, he said, I want you to have this. And he pulled it off and gave me this one. <laughs> this one's real. <laughs> and I had, I had forgotten all about it. And the Lord reminded me, he said, you sold a watch similar to that years ago. I said, yeah. He said, here's a real one come now. Hello. Glory. That's good, huh? Yeah. Sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. And you just need to, you need to get free. The Bible said over in Proverbs, what is it, 11? About verse 24, 25 along in there. It said, the liberal soul 
shall be made fat. The liberal soul, if you're generous. And so that means you've got to get past the stinginess, doesn't it? Get past it. Don't, don't have anything that you're afraid to give away. Because they make stuff every day, don't they? And the new models probably be improved. Is that right? They make a, cars, they make them every day. Clothes, they make them all the time. They make jewelry. Somebody said, yeah, but getting is to think. No, not if you have faith. Amen. Not that big of a deal. And if you can loosen up and get free to let it flow through you, then God can cause it to flow to you. But you've got to get free. Uh, go with me back to Luke. I want you to notice something here. Luke, the sixth chapter. My, my, my. So much to say. So little time to say it. Are you getting anything at all out of this tonight? Now remember, the word will not just work for people that hear it. But who does it work for? People who do it. Do it. In Luke 6.38, what's the first word? Give. Give. Now, remember what we told you now? Giving is one of the chief expressions of love. If you love somebody, you want to give them something, don't you? You want to do something for them. You want to bless them. And we should love everybody. Is that right? So that means we should want to do something for everybody. Now, don't, don't be led by needs. Don't be led by sob stories. Don't be led by looks and appearances. Be led by the Spirit of God. But always be wanting to give. Have a heart to give. And be ready to give. Man, when you wake up in the morning, you ought to think, what can I give today? And who can I bless? I can give somebody a prayer. I can pray for them. I can give somebody a, a, some, some word, something that helped me. I can give somebody some encouragement. I can give somebody some love. I can give somebody some wisdom. I can give them some money. I can give them some food. I can give them some clothes. What can I give? Don't let a day go by without you giving something to somebody. You understand? And of course, if you're doing all that giving, what's going to be happening? Reaping. Is that right? It's going to be coming back to you in an increased multiplied measure. And so if you just keep giving it out in increased measure, it's going to keep coming back to you in an increased measure. You're going to go from level to level of increase. Notice, give, and what will happen? It shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Listen to the living on this, living Bible. said, so it's possible, excuse me, the wrong verse, if you give, you will get. Your gift will return to you in full and overflowing measure, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, and running over. Whatever measure you use to give, large or small, will be used to measure what is given back to you. That's how it will come back to you. For with the same measure you meet with all, it will be measured to you again. Now, are you ready for this? 
Look at that. Now, a lot of times people will quote the first part of Luke 6.38, but they leave off the last part. They'll quote, give, it'll be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Well, men given to your bosom, and they stop right there. But that's not the end of the verse. What does the rest of it say? For with the same measure that you meet with all, it'll be measured to you again. The Lord spoke this to me some uh, a few years ago. That if I, if you give in fives, it comes back in fives. If you give in tens, it comes back in tens. If you give in twenties, it comes back in twenties. Getting a lot of funny looks here tonight. If you give in fifties, it comes back in fifties. If you give in hundreds, it comes back in hundreds. If you give in thousands, it comes back in thousands. If you give in tens of thousands, it comes back in tens of thousands. If you give in hundreds of thousands, it comes back in hundreds of thousands. If you give in millions, it comes back in millions. With the same measure you meet, that's the way it comes back to you. Now, I didn't say if you sow a five, you will get a five. We've already talked about that. If you sow a bean, what do you get? Beans, plural. But if you sow a five, what will be multiplied back to you? Multiplied fives. Now, I know five and five makes ten, but you understand what I'm saying? It'll be fives multiplied. And see, that is, that's something a lot of folk haven't got hold of. They're sowing fives and wanting to reap in thousands. That's not the way it works. Are you with me? And when we saw that, we got very interested in moving up to the next increment. Is that right? Oh, yeah. You know, you know, maybe you're sowing in the single digits. Well, it's coming back to you multiplied single digits. We got to bump it up to two digits. Is that right? Yeah. And then when you're sowing in double digits, well, praise God for that. But as soon as you can, bump it up to triple digits. And as soon as you can, bump it up to four digits. Right? Yeah. We've proven it out. When I was sowing, we were sowing fives and tens and single digits and double digits, and that's where it's coming back to us. But we've noticed as soon as we stepped up to that next increment and started sowing in triple digits, then hundreds started coming back on a regular basis. Since where it used to be 10 or 20, it was 100. Then as you begin to sow in the thousands, then you're going to get into that. And the tens of thousands, it's going to be multiplied tens of thousands coming back to you. Oh man, it won't take you long to get ahead like that. Are you with me? But when you sow fives, it comes back in fives, tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds, whatever. So have a vision to bump your giving up to the next increment. Because that's the way it's going to come back to you. It's going to be whatever you... See, God is equal opportunity God. Is that right? He has set it up in such a way until it's up to you. You might say, well, how blessed can I be? And he'll say, well, how much faith have you got? How much you want to invest? It's up to you. It's not that God has a, it's all up to God and he's the one making all the decisions. No, it's more up to us than it is to him. And when you realize that, when you need to get ahead, then you will put the priority on your giving instead of getting a bigger car payment or getting a bigger this or getting a bigger that, you'll bump your giving up. We've done that. I know, uh, and that, that kind of brings me, I'll, I'll just go ahead and get into this other point here. Uh, we'll, we'll call this law three. 
in talking about these things, and that is the law of stewardship. The law of stewardship. If you're going to prosper, you've got to be a good steward. And there's a law of stewardship that if you are faithful with little, then God will add more to you. That's just a law. Whether you're talking about revelation, anointing, money, things, whatever. If you'll be faithful with a little, then God will bless you with more. How many remember that over in Luke 16? He talks about that. Different places. Did you know it's possible to tithe, to give, to make good confessions, and, and, and have more come in and still not prosper? I want you to think about that now. Did you know you can be sowing big and you can be giving big and you can have more coming in than you've ever had come in and still not be prosperous? You can still be more in debt than you ever were. You can still have more going out and you got coming in. Even the, the figure just got larger on both sides. See, having more come in does not automatically necessitate prosperity. This is where stewardship comes in. And the wisdom of God. I know this is something that as we begin to work out our, our business and seek God about what to do, I mean, if he talked to me one time about it, he talked to me a hundred times about stewardship. Stewardship, stewardship. And I know Phyllis probably got tired of hearing it, but every time something came up, I said stewardship, stewardship. God doesn't mind, God wants us to have the best and plenty of it. But I'm telling you, he is big on stewardship. Big on it. If you don't know that, you just don't know him that well. He's big on it. And if you don't learn how to be led with things, if you don't learn how to have wisdom with things, you don't learn when and what to do with things, then you're not going to be prosperous. And that's a process we're all growing in. And at the time, I had, a, I had a steep car payment. In fact, I had a brand new Corvette convertible. And the insurance was real stiff on it. And, I mean, I drove it off the showroom floor. I didn't really get a deal on it. I, I got car-itis. You ever had that? <laughs> I thought, I need this car. This car and me are pals. We need to go home together. And they said, we want you to take it home. <laughs> And we will, we will help you take it home. Just sign here. You understand what I'm saying? For, you know, 60 easy payments. Watch out for that easy part. Anyway, I had a stiff payment on it. Stiffer insurance. And uh, we had some other things. And the Lord dealt with me. And I had had other cars. That was my third Corvette I'd had. And the most expensive. And uh, God doesn't mind you having nice things. But your priorities got to be right. And your stewardship's got to be right. And to be frank with you, we just weren't there quite yet. Now, do you understand that or not? So that's what's wrong with most Americans. Trying to act like they're at a place financially that they're not. And they're trying to do it through debt. And that interest is eating up their prosperity. Did you hear me? 
It's, it's eating them. It's delaying them. It's setting them back. You know the Hebrew word for interest means to bite? <laughs> and it literally does. Take a huge bite out of your increase. That's money you're throwing away. It's not, it's, you're not being increased. It's just going down, you see. And so the Lord dealt with me, son, I want you to have the best of the best, but you've got to learn stewardship. He dealt with me to sell that car. I hadn't had it but just a few months. Only had a year. I had it a year. I think I had, what did I have? A few thousand miles on it. Just a brand new car. I sold it. Got rid of that insurance. Got rid of that payment. And so I thought, well, I, you know, I need something. I'll go buy me a new pickup. I got a real deal on a new pickup. And it was nice. And the Lord dealt with me. No, son, you got to tighten your belt some more. You're not giving enough. Did you hear me? So, went and sold a truck. <laughs> and rode with my wife. For a year and a half. Or so. What was it? Yeah. Roll with her. Every time I get ready to go, I have to call her up and go, uh, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I've had my own car since I was 15. You know, you get ready to go, you just pull out your keys and go. Not now. Oh, you, you'll be about an hour. Oh, I, okay. I see. <laughs> no, she was working. Doing, you know. She didn't make me wait for no reason. I mean, sometimes she just couldn't turn loose. But I learned patience that year. <laughs> yes, I did. And I learned uh, several things. But in the meantime, we're paying off debts. Did you hear what I'm saying? We're paying off debts, paying off stuff. We had gotten behind on some taxes. And that's tough. And... uh uh Actually, we, we, we'd messed around over a course of a couple of things, uh, and we, we owed them, what, about 13000 a couple of things together. And we had debt on this and debt on that. So, man, we're, we're clearing out. We're tightening the belt. We're tightening the belt. We're tightening the belt. To make a long story short, we begin to pay this off and pay this off and get ahead on this, get ahead on that. God dealt with uh, one individual that put $10,000 on that IRS debt. Will God help you pay your taxes? Even if you wasn't as smart as you should have been. Even if you didn't plan. I mean, the first thing you got to do is repent for being dumb. Oh yeah, you do? You know, we had never made much money and and we had a good bit come in. Phyllis was working. She was working real hard on her job. She had some big bonuses and some big stuff come in. And, and we just went and spent it. Praise God. <laughs> and, uh, you know, going to pay those taxes later, you know. That's not smart. Two things don't get behind on. Your tithe and your taxes. Did you hear me? I'm, don't do it at present. When it comes in, tithe and pay your taxes. You know what God, what, what Jesus said? Render unto God things that are God's. And unto Caesar, the things that are Caesar's. I mean, don't, don't let that accumulate on you. Don't let yourself get behind on that. Because it, it causes you too much trouble. 
And God helped us get out of that. Hmm? That's right. There was another $5,000 debt. Somebody paid that, wiped that out the next day after the 10000 Can't tell me God won't take care of you and help you out. Now, see, you, you might wonder about that. Well, who wants to help somebody pay the IRS? Hmm? You see what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I mean, sure, if I'm, if I was presented to you tonight, we're going to go build an orphanage in a certain place. Would you get involved with us? Well, yeah, you know, people get excited about that. But if I say, well, you know, I wasn't as smart as I should have been, and I owe the IRS $12,000. <laughs> Who wants to help me out? We didn't do that. I didn't, we didn't tell anybody. I said, we didn't tell anybody. I said, we didn't tell anybody about what we needed. We didn't mention a word of that trying to solicit anything from anybody. A guy was telling me one time, he said that he had gotten behind on some of his, and I just smiled and said, yep, I know how you feel. I said, we have too, you know. And that was the end of it. And several months later, he called me up and said, God dealt with him to help me. How much? I thought, you sure you want to hear this? And I told him, didn't faze him. You understand what I'm saying? God helped us get out, helped us get in better condition. And just a few months after that, he gave me a deal on a 91 Corvette. So I'm back in, back in business again. <laughs> Glory to God. And I, I owe, I owe less on that car than most people do on their new Impala or, or whatever, you know, whatever, their Toyota or whatever. You understand what I'm saying? I'm sitting in it good. But do you understand what I'm saying? Stewardship. Stewardship. I, ha I had to get rid of that car, had to get rid of that truck, had to tighten our belts, had to ride with the wife, eat out less. You understand what I'm saying? Cut back. But see, that's the part people don't like to hear. They like to hear, just go sign the line, do what you want to do, make confessions, it'll be all right. You've got to put God first. And you can't play the big guy. You understand what I'm saying? And try to act like you're somewhere that you're not. And you've got to put, you, giving's got to be a priority to you. And what we were trying to do is get ourselves in a position where we could give. And we begin to give more and more and more. And right now we're believing God for two specific things that we're, uh, we're, we're taking care of. And the reason we're doing it, as soon as we do that, we're not going to go run by something else. We've already got plans to double our giving in two areas. And we're wanting to loose this money up so we can do that. That's where our faith is working. You understand what I'm saying? Not just run out and buy something else. And I knew God didn't mind me having a Corvette. You know, he didn't make them for the drug dealers. Is that right? No, no. He didn't mind me. If I like a Corvette, fine. But my priority's got to be right. And my, my, my stewardship has got to be good. And, and so I had this mentality, well, I'm going to get rid of this one now. I liked it. I enjoyed the car. Kind of hate to see it go, but, you know, they make them every day, right? Right? right. New model will be improved. And, you know, later on, if I want to, I'll buy me three of them. But right now, I'm a, I've got to be a good steward. I've got to have my priorities right. Can you see that? Can you see that? I think that if somebody said that they wanted to come to me and talk to me about their finances and getting their finance, you know, believing with them for prosperity, whatever, that I, I wouldn't even want to talk to them 
unless they first would figure out exactly everything they owe, everything that's coming in, everything about it, and bring it with them. So a lot of people don't like that. They want you to just pray a prayer and lay hands on me and rebuke the devil and everything will be all right. But see, you've got a part to play in it. Proverbs says this. I want you to remember this. This will help you. In uh, Proverbs, let's see, the uh, 27th chapter, at the 23rd and 24th verses, Proverbs 27, 23, he said, be sure, this is the NIV, he said, be sure to know the condition of your flocks and give careful attention to your herds. For riches do not endure forever, and a crown is not secure for all generations. King James says, be diligent to know the state of your flocks. You need to know what's in your account. You need to know what bills are coming up. You need to know how much interest you're paying on this and how much principal. You need to know. Now you need to know. You do not need to just fly by the seat of your pants. Did you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. See, there's a lot of people that they just, uh, they're just loose, lax, undisciplined, and they justify it in the name of living by faith. And there's no more faith in anything. Faith is not just, uh, you know, launching out with no idea and having no foundation. Faith is based on a solid foundation. And how do you even know what to believe for if you don't even know what's going on? And see, there are so many people, they don't, they don't even know what's going on with them. And God's merciful to us. Praise God. He's helped us get through so many times in our ignorance. But I'm telling you, he requires stewardship. And the first step of that is you, you may not like it. It may not be pleasant to you. But make yourself sit down, figure things. Get it on paper in front of you. And what Phyllis and I, we, we were, I'll be honest with you, we were too sloppy. But we tightened up. And I mean now, on a regular basis, we, we got together, figured out some forms of some things for what we need for our personal and for our ministry. And I and Phyllis knows every week I want to see those forms and I want them right. I'm real busy. I got things going. But I, I, sometime during the week I sit down and I look at these forms. We know where everything is coming from. We know where everything is going. We know how much interest is on this. If we're paying any interest, we know how much this payoff is and what this is. We know what's going on. Amen. You understand? Yes. And then, once you know that, then you're in a position to begin to cut out the waste. Even though God is a God of the supernatural and a God of the abundance, He expects you to be a good steward even in the small things. He wants you to be a liberal soul, but He doesn't want you to be wasteful. You understand there's a difference between being liberal and being wasteful? Man, I believe in, I believe in being open and liberal with people. I believe in getting the best, but I also don't believe in wasting a dime. You know what I mean by that? Because what you don't waste, you have to give. If you don't blow it, if you save it on this or that, then you've got, you know, extra to give and do something with. You, you've got to, uh, to eliminate the waste. Cut it out. You remember Jesus fed the multitudes? Then what did he say when the, after it was all done? What did he say? Pick up the fragments. Why? God, couldn't you do this tomorrow? Why bother with a few fragments? God can rain manna out of the sky. 
What did Jesus say? Pick up the fragments. Fragments are just pieces of it. Why? Get it. See, people, people don't realize that. Watch the little things. Watch the dollars. Watch the fives. Watch the tens. There's no what I'm saying. That doesn't mean you're stingy and tight. It just means you're a good steward. Then when it comes time to give, be liberal. But don't blow, don't waste. Now, a huge part of stewardship is being led by the Holy Ghost. How do you know when to buy and when not to buy? How do you know, well, don't get this here, wait, there's something else better coming? How do you know? Well, we don't, we need to cut back on this, we need to do more of this. It all comes down, and the answer to a thousand and one questions is be led. What's the Spirit of God leading you to do? And if you'll just follow Him, He'll lead you. So many times we just move too fast. If we'd wait on Him, then we'd, we'd come across a deal. I like a deal, don't you? Yes. How many like deals? Yes. How many know God knows where the deals are at? Yes. He knows how to hook you up with that deal. Is that right? But you've got to wait on Him. So many times your flesh, when your flesh wants something, when does it want it? Now. Right? But you've got to overcome your flesh. I, I'm learning myself, you know. So many times you, this might look like a pretty good deal, but just check your heart. And if you've got something, you, you, you're just not quite settled, just wait. See, people miss it most of the time by moving too fast. Just make yourself just wait until you know it's right. Then you'll be following God. Now, uh, I've gone long enough. I don't want to keep you any longer tonight. But uh, how many remember the scripture in Isaiah 48 where he said, I am the Lord that teaches you to profit, lead you by the way that you should go. It's not enough you know, just to make confessions and even to sow. But you also got to let him lead you, don't you? He's going to teach you the right way to go so that you prosper. Listen, let me read it again. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way that you should go. That ought to be a regular confession of yours. God is leading me. God is leading me. God is leading me. Let, let me say this to you. I, I'm really trying to close. I am. You've been very patient. You've been very kind. Luke 6.38 said, Give and what will happen? It will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall what? Men. Now don't you say that out loud with me now. What? Men are going to give to you. I know years ago the Lord dealt with me to say this. And then he added some things to it later on. It sounded funny to me at first, but, but I got a hold of it. And that was this. Men or people are always giving me things. People are always giving me things. Now, the Lord dealt with me to say that because I needed to adjust my mentality. How are things going to come to us? Through people. Is that right? People. And you need to know how to believe. Do you believe that as you are a giver, that God is dealing with people to give to you? Now see, when God deals with you to give, you obey. And you sow. But then because you do that, give, and it shall be given, men will give to you. 
And you've got to believe that, that God is dealing with people. Now, you don't tell him who to deal with. Okay? And you don't tell him how much. And you don't tell him who. And you don't tell him where and how and when. You know what you need. Believe for what you need. But I'm, I'm saying you don't tell him, tell him who to deal with or how much they're supposed to do or whatever. None of your business. But you believe that God's dealing with people. And that the ministering spirits are working, dealing with situations. Brother Hagin and I, and I am closing. I've been closing for the last couple of minutes. Now. Sometimes you have to work your way to it, you know. You, get, you don't want me to just hang up on you, do you? <laughs> Let's work our way around to a, a, a decent goodbye. Uh, proper goodbye. Uh, Brother Hagin said one time he had a vision. And he said, the master, the Lord Jesus is talking to him. And he said, among other things, he was talking to him about how to be led by his spirit. And he said, he told him, he said, uh, if you will learn how to be led by my spirit, I'll make you rich. Brother Hagin said it, it, it shocked him because he's very Pentecostal at the time. And that just didn't sound quite right to him, you know. He said, the Lord told him, he said, if you will learn how to follow my spirit, how to be led by my spirit. I'll make you rich. Should he use that exact word? And he said he guessed the Lord could see, you know, the look on his face. Of course, he knows our thoughts. And he said the Lord spoke to him and said, I'm not opposed to my children being rich. I'm opposed to their being covetous. Boy, we need a revelation of that, don't we? God, God wants you to be rich. Blessed. Totally blessed. But he said, if you'll learn how to be led by my spirit. So you can get in good shape, make a bad investment, lose it all. Is that right? I mean, you can, hook, you can get in good shape and hook up with the wrong person and get in terrible. I mean, you can be ahead today and be in the hole tomorrow. Got to be led. Don't you? Just because you tithe and give and sow and extra comes in doesn't mean you're automatically going to prosper. You've got to be led. So there are times when you may just give and sow to this. There are other times when you may tighten your belt and say, hey, we've got to cut back on this and cut back on that. Follow the leading of the Spirit. And you'll be in the right place at the right time. You'll have the right thing. I know some years ago, Brother Hagin said the Lord dealt with him. To everything that came into Kenneth Hagin Ministries, he said, set back 30% of it. This has been several years ago. Well, you know, just like with a household, it's not always easy to just set back 30%. He said, the Lord told him, 70-30, 70-30. Well, he obeyed that. And in a few years, uh, the, the recession came. I'm talking about several years back, you know, and some things got real tight, and then some things came up about certain ministries, and a lot of people got scared about giving to ministries. But it didn't hurt us. We sailed right through it, no problem, at Kenneth Hagin Ministries, because he had obeyed God. You understand what I'm saying? He was in position. How many know that, you know, God dealt with Joseph? When that famine was coming, in the good years, save, and then you'll have it. Is that right? Yeah. And sometimes God will deal with you. You, you. you give everything you've got at the moment. Other times he'll deal with you. Put some of this back. It is not a lack of faith to save. You just need to do what God tells you to do. You understand? And there are times when you have a lot of extra come in, and then you might not have as much at a certain time. You don't plan on having less. I'm not saying that. But at the same time, you obey what he tells you to do. And you'll be ready. And you'll be in con good condition when it comes around. Stand up with me, why don't you?
Praise the Lord. God's a good God, isn't he? Don't you love him? Does he want you to prosper? Does he want you to be blessed? Praise the Lord. Well, like Pastor said this morning, uh, go home and get you some rest so you can come back tomorrow. I sense we've got several people tired in here tonight. You're a little bit tired. Maybe I wore you out. I don't know. <laughs> but I also sense that you're getting it. You're getting this. A lot, lot of you anyway. You're getting this. And you'll remember this tomorrow. And you'll remember it next week. You're not just, this is not just a passing fad for you. you. You're getting a hold of this. And I want you to open up your heart real wide to people all around about you. Be sensitive. And if God deals with you to pull something off, I mean, we were in the airport the other day. And Phyllis was talking to the lady. Didn't even know her. She's getting a ticket from her. And the Lord dealt with her to give her her earrings. So she just whipped them off. And when she came back through the next time, gave them to her. Be a giver. Is that right? Be a giver. We were, we were riding up somewhere. Just, just She and I were just goofing off. And we, we stopped, and she went in and asked for directions about a certain place. And she came out, she said, that young man was so nice to me. She said, Lord, that with me. Go and give him a 10. I did. How many know that Christians ought to be some of the best tippers in the world? Is that right? Yeah. Boy, it's a bad witness to not even leave a tip or to leave a little scrawny tip. Be liberal. The liberal soul will be made fat. Round it off on the fat side. If the tip is two fifty, four would be good. Is that right? Is that right? The tip is seven and a half or ten is a nice round figure. Gotta, you got to beat that stinginess. you got to push past it. Is that right? Push past that stinginess and be a liberal soul. And the Bible said the liberal soul will be made fat. He's not talking about overweight either. He's talking about fat pocketbooks, fat checking accounts. Is that right? Fat resources and blessings. Say it out loud with me. I am a giver. I am a liberal soul. I love to give. I enjoy giving. Lord, thank you for blessing me so I can be a blessing. Thank you for helping me, teaching me, guiding me so that I increase more and more. Show me where to give. Show me who to give to. Give me opportunities to sow and help me to recognize them. Give me seed to sow, things to sow, and cause me to know when it's right to sow it. And I'll do it gladly. I'll do it in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.